IV Coaches presents Hi IV Coaches listeners, thank you very much for tuning in. Our podcast intention is to make coaching more accessible. This series is called Pedari Series and it's conducted by Coach Sohail Michael Pedari who is a professional certified coach by ICF. He has 12 years of leadership and 5 years of coaching experience. In this series, he's conducting interviews with his peer executive coaches who have helped organizations and individuals internationally realize their dreams and achieve their goals. Thanks for tuning in again and please enjoy today's episode. Hello and welcome back to another podcast session. Here I am, Coach Pedari, uh, also uh, on behalf of Ivy Coaches, my partners in Dubai. We would like to welcome an amazing person, uh, a strong leader and coach, uh, Coach Masako. How are you? Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for inviting me. It's a pleasure to be with you. It's an honor to have you, and especially today, because there are two people celebrating birthday. One yes. of them is on that side, and the other one is in this side. So happy birthday to us, first of all. We are birthday kids. <laughs> yeah, and it's not a better day to do a podcast than actually uh, on your birthday. So thanks for this, ex- for this invitation acceptance. And let's just jump into the, to the real fun stuff. When I hear um, today people talk about um, coaching, people talk about the, the reasons that they took this journey, uh, how they found themselves, why. And I look at your profile. And I've looked at your profile, a very, very um, rich one, I have to say. You have a special, special gift for the, for the, let's say, humankind and also the global community, which is your knowledge in intercultural uh, yeah. space and area. Would you tell the viewers and listeners, yes. how did it start? And ah, okay. Yeah. Uh, it started quite early on. Uh, I was an expat uh, child. My parents were from Japan and they were born in Tokyo and raised in Tokyo, but we were in the United States when I was small. And then my father moved to a local city in Japan to do his new work. I said local, but there was a two million people living there, so it was not a small town. But um, yeah, so we were there, uh, moved from Tokyo with some uh, foreign experiences. And as a child, I noticed that my parents spoke Tokyo uh, Japanese and people, local people speak uh, local dialect. So no, everybody noticed that you are not from here. And as, as a child, I also noticed that uh, what my parents uh, tell me and what uh, the parents of the, my friends uh, were saying are not always the same. So somehow, it's, it's not in a negative way, but I felt something like I am not local here. And that was not a sad thing or anything, but that was a, uh, my uh, experience. And I was always, um, so it, um, it made me look at things from, at least from two different points of view, from local point of view and from my parents' point of view. <laughs> and so that was my starting point. And then, uh, so um, I went to the United States again as exchange students, 
and then uh, I went to France and I, then I noticed that, oh, not all the white people have the same cultures. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And then I married a German guy. Uh, I moved to the Netherlands and I worked for a Japanese company here. And I noticed that every three, five years, new Japanese manager experts came here and they have exactly the same kind of misunderstanding and conflict with Dutch managers. So, oh, this is not personal. This is something to do with how we were brought up, how we see things. So that was the fascination of culture that grew through the years. Um, Interesting. So I, I, yeah, I forgot your question, so... <laughs> no, you, you actually <laughs> nailed it because it, it brought us back to uh, um, the focus area of intercultural understanding and yeah. how important that has been. Yeah. And equally how forgotten sometimes it gets, uh, where people... Um, misunderstand intercultural um, you know, understanding collaboration by saying, oh, well, I have people from different places in my, in my company or my, 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 my team, uh, and we are very diverse, right? So, and the fact is that that is not really the, the definition of uh, uh, intercultural understanding, right? Yeah. Yeah, now, uh, uh, then I met a 6D model of Geert uh, Hofstede. Okay. It's one of the famous models to understand the cultural differences between countries. But um, then uh, I gradually go to the culture, but knowing the cultural differences, how um, Chinese people respect older people, or how uh, Dutch kids uh, disagree with the teacher, and that's a good thing. That kind of thing is, of course, very important to know these things, but that doesn't mean that the people who know these things are culturally competent. I mean, um, can have a good communication, a good relationship. The most important thing is how you see things. <laughs> so it's not that how other people do different things, but what is normal for you? And that's very difficult to be aware of your own culture, your upbringings, because it's so normal. But that is that your culture lenses, you, are, you, you have it always on you, 24-7, yeah. <laughs> 365 days a year, we always wear culture sunglasses. And then, uh, so this is all about the different perspectives. And in, uh, I was training uh, managers, uh, people uh, using models about cultural differences. But um, I realized that after a couple of years, the people who took my training, some people changed their behaviors, they adjusted their behavior, but a lot of people don't. Um, so one day training, two day training, uh, and knowing about the culture difference doesn't change the behavior or mindset of the people. And then I met coaching. Okay, now it's getting <laughs> really interesting again. So you enter the world of coaching. Yes, yes, yes. And what happened? Because something must have shifted. And because you've had great success. Uh, of course, you always had success, but uh, once me. you brought this coaching you know, uh, perspective in the training. Um, tell us how 
if you change your client's perspective, if they change. Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. So um, when I think, how did I get to become a coach? Uh, let me uh, add one thing before I go into your que uh, questions. Sure. Uh, I was thinking, um, when I look back then, when I was a school, uh, school, school uh, girl, um, many, many friends, girlfriends, they always come to me with their problems. <laughs> and somehow uh, I was good at listening, probably. Yeah? I, I, did, I didn't know anything about coaching, but I listened to them and people uh, liked it. And so, so that, that was part of me all the time. But I took professional uh, coach training about 10 years ago. And how did it change it? Uh, the, the first thing which I learned when I took coach training was Masako, you do not need to know anything. Yeah? You don't need any information. And that was a shift. I was in a training business giving knowledge to the people, but now you don't need to have any knowledge. Answer is, of course, in, in the clients. So I don't need to know. They understand it. So I don't need to understand. That was the first thing. That, that was the shift. Very interesting, as you said, um, the answer is there, right? And it seems like sometimes we choose not to um, accept. Or, as you say, the intercultural radar is on constantly. Mm -hmm. And I find it funny that, uh, you know, sometimes people just choose not to understand or not to kind of want to um, come halfway. And understand another culture, whether it is a community culture, global culture. Okay. Um, it's sometimes it's just easier, right? You don't change; you're yourself. You just don't have to change, and and you know you expect everyone else to change, but not you. Ah, yes, yes, um, yes. And that's where the, the, the we have we can see that people grow far from each other, communities, yeah. countries. Yeah. Um, yeah. What is your advice? I mean, you know, where can we start working? Where can a person start working on what uh, internally yeah. in terms of acceptance and also understanding the other cultures? Yeah, yeah. That's, that's a very important question. And um, maybe I said before uh, that uh, the most important thing is self-awareness. Huh? Because we, yeah, I, I am normal, of course. Huh? I am good. <laughs> that is, a lot of think, people think, like that and walking like that every day okay. but uh, the, the person you encounter they have the same thing they are normal they they are good so and uh, nowadays diversity inclusion is a very popular word but i i find diversity is a fact inclusion is a choice that is also something what what is said so uh, we are living in the world of diversity and we need to make a conscious choice to include. But I find myself inclusion doesn't sound good enough to me. Okay, you are included in the party. That's not good enough. You need to appreciate. You need to be curious. You need to open your mind. Hey, you do things differently from me. That's strange to me, but that's interesting. How do you do that? 
curiosity, open-mindedness. That's crucial. And that will, if you open your mind, that's not always easy, as you say. Eh? If you are in your comfort zone, that's easy. But you need to stretch yourself to be curious. And uh, uh, maybe you encounter some uneasy moments. But that will enrich your life as well. Yeah. I, I can't agree more to that. And I believe sometimes we, when, you, when I look at my own experience from corporate and I see the years I spend with people I work with, and you, and you really don't know anything about them. Um, <laughs> curiosity is absolute, um, uh, uh, I think it's uh, essential, um, you know, has to be an essential factor in a human being to be not only included, as you said, right? We work 10 hours a day with people around us. Uh, and sometimes we really, really don't know anything much about them because we are in, in our own little uh, bubble, isolated. Uh, we don't want to get like, you know, into other people's yeah. business. But what a big change would be if you actually open up your curiosity uh, and find out more, right? Now, as yeah. a managing director of many truths, you've been leading yes. uh, an amazing boutique consultancy yeah, on global leadership development. Yeah. Tell us yeah. about it. You know. Ah, yes. So I have my own company. I do not employ people, so I am a managing editor myself. Beautiful. Uh, but um, I made a choice to step out from corporate to uh, uh, run a uh, own business. And uh, what is, uh, does leadership mean for me? Uh, is that you don't need to be a, a director or whatever important uh, positions, but everybody is a leader of his or her own life. And personal leadership is um, making a conscious choice. That is for me, the leadership. Just don't go because everybody else is doing uh, yeah, the same thing. But uh, ask yourself what is important for you and make your conscious choice from there. That is really, um, yeah, personal uh, leadership. And in relationship to the culture, what we have been talking about is that, um, yeah, uh, staying in your own culture is easy. Yeah? You don't need to think about anything. Everything goes smoothly. But we are not living in that kind of monoculture world anymore. Your neighbor come from different culture or your colleagues are from India or wherever. And it, it, in a corporate world, sometimes happen in, I, I live in the Netherlands now. Yeah? And there are a lot of, a lot of Indian IT people working in co big corporate. But I heard from my colleague working for a big bank that these people are called uh, English-speaking colleagues, right? And so <laughs> it's okay. easy to put people in a box yeah. and then you don't need to deal with it. But in this box, there are unique individuals there. Absolutely. So you really need to open your mind and need to take uh, a little bit of effort to, to understand each other. And this is not... And on short term, maybe it takes you a little bit more energy, but on mid-longer term, uh, um, the creativity and innovation comes only from different ideas. 
So that's uh, a good investment. I, I really, really like the, um, the res, you know, how you're resonating and also how you're putting it into words. I think comfort zone for sure is a, is a place where people, uh, if they end up there, they will see little happen, little shift, and you know, they will never break patterns and they will never probably unleash that immense potential that is in every human being. Uh, and yes, now, I mean, I've seen ha this happen for the last couple of months where when or reorganizations are happening or restructures. A lot of leaderships are tending to put people around them which are like-minded. And the diversity is taking a blow uh, uh, because you don't want anyone to disagree and you want people to be working very similarly to what you do and to just agree. Uh, so that the whole, the whole aspect of being different and having a different view is somehow vanishing. And at the same time, a lot of organizations are talking about diversity. Uh, you know, we want to be diverse. But what is diversity if it's not being different? Right? Yeah. <laughs> and not yeah. agreeing to everything. <laughs> now, uh, we, we are, need to be careful uh, with uh, generalizations. Yes. But um, uh, now, listening to you and having conversation with you, uh, the old uh, African proverb came to my mind. That is yeah. a famous one. If you go first, you go alone. And if you go far, uh, go together. Or something like that. Maybe yes. a little bit different. Yeah. Uh, this is true for individuals. I, if I want to be efficient, I want to finish some work uh, quickly, I can maybe do it uh, by myself. And a lot of people who are clever, who are intelligent, and who are at management positions, they tend to, yeah, it is, uh, have tend to think that I am better, I am faster than most of the people. Maybe that's true. But if you want to go farther, you, you cannot go by yourself. You need others. And they might be, some people might be slow or for your feeling, yeah. but there's, that is the um, diversity and inclusion and appreciation, what I just said. If somebody is slow for your own liking, hey, why is he slow? Maybe he's not an action-oriented person. Maybe he, he needs some more time to think about it. So if you give him time and space, he comes up with a brilliant idea which you never thought about. So, that, so you really need to have some patience and appreciation, not just inclusion. That is, yeah, what that I think. Lovely. That was lovely. And I, you just reminded me of a very, very long story where one of my ex-leaders said to me, on a, on a, when we were doing a review at the end of the year, and he said, you're, you're pretty good, he told me. He didn't say I'm great. He said, you're pretty good. Just remember, not everybody has to do, has to walk the same speed that you walk. Or, good, good. Oh, good. You hit, it on its, you hit the nail on his head saying, yes, we're different. We need different time. We need different space. Uh, and we don't allow that. We're going to kill innovation. We're going we're gonna, yeah. to not allow yeah. diversity in its full... Uh, Format yeah. and, and now, I'm sure leaders like yourself, coaches like yourself, have had a lot of success. And through this success, there's also moments where we have something called failure, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Can you think of one of the failures, or you know, a failure which was really so big that actually became a bigger learning or a bigger success when you think about it? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
now not going in uh, without going into a details <laughs> now if i think of my professional failure if i think about my in early days as a trainer i was asked to pitch in uh, for the assignment of other consultants so i did not know this client well enough or if i do my own training for my own uh, clients, you have already uh, talked with them and you know them better, etc. Et but I just flew in, and yeah, and the training was a kind of disaster. <laughs> I had a bad uh, evaluation. Uh, it was very painful for me because it's uh, was not just it was a bad training, but it was for my colleague. So he, yeah, from my culture, I I lost my face. He lost his face that was very very painful and if you think about the learning is that so if i do not have a good connections with the people and yeah there is a word uh, expectation management yeah? so if i do not do a good expectation management what do the people know what do the people need from this training or coaching then um, it often goes uh, wrong directions <laughs> So I learned that, uh, and, and for, um, there are many, many small mistakes and failures, uh, even today, of course. But when I notice that something is, goes wrong or client is not happy somehow, then uh, I always try to ask myself, hey, what is the goal? What is the shared uh, goal? What, what do they want? Where do they want to go? And I try to open the conversation again. And if there is a connection with the client or coachee, then yeah, what is the failure? No. <laughs> That's a great one. That's a great one. I think, you know, uh, stepping into something unprepared is the best failure slash success uh, story can, can happen. And you can see where you are now. So uh, definitely that became a great success for you. Now, if listeners, viewers are, um, you know, guys or ladies who are coming out of the university, either just getting graduated, or there are people in the middle of their career, what would, and I know coaches don't give advices. I know that. Uh, we don't give advices. We, we <laughs> listen to you and then you solve your problem. Now, if you take off your coaching hat, just put a trainer one on. What would you tell people to disregard as a bad advice? So what would be an advice they should not consider if they're coming out of university and college or just trying to shift and change their career? Mm. Is there an advice that you know, we should not listen to uh, or oh. listen less to? Ah, so the bad advice? <laughs> yeah. yeah, because there's a lot of people giving advice to a lot of people, you know, when when you're just in the beginning of your career or even in the middle of your career and people give you advices, right? Is there one that you would say, you know what, don't, 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 don't take it into consideration? Oh, that's a difficult one. <laughs> I know, it's not supposed to be easy, right? <laughs> oh, what's the bad advice? Or just, what, what is an ad, which advice would you just not consider, Katie? Oh, not consider. Yeah, maybe it's a nicer way of saying it. Mm. Now, any, any advice? <laughs> That's a new reply, and I love it. Now, uh, even though uh, people are 20, 22, doesn't mean that they are stupid. Of course not. 
And uh, maybe this is not the exact answer to your questions, but we just talked about the failure. We learn from failure. You have to make your own mistakes and failures. It's painful, but you learn from them. So yeah, uh, I really think that young people don't afraid, just go your own way and hit the wall and <laughs> get into the conflict and learn from them. That's your own learning. It will never go away. That's spot on. I love it. I love it. Yeah, I think that was the best one, as uh, you know, uh, uh, among many replies. Just don't take advice, guys. I mean, you know, uh, you know, everyone's uh, good at giving advice, but uh, it might not work for you, right? Yeah, so exactly. try on something new and uh, try uh, whatever you are doing. Uh, just try it. Be courageous. Um, so during the period, what's you know, we've been through a lot now, right? There's been a couple of months of really. Uh, you know, we, we don't talk about pandemic on this podcast because mm -hmm. it's boring. Yeah. Uh, but there's so much that has happened that affected everyone. Now, during this period, uh, is there a is there is there a, like a um, is there a habit or is there something you kind of do or a place you go or you know uh, that brings you back to that full energy? So if push my cycle <laughs> is overwhelmed, is overstressed, I'm not saying you are, but if there's too much. What do you do to get back on track? Hmm. Uh, deep breathing. <laughs> I love that. Yeah. Now uh, we 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 are in this uh, for some time now. Eh? Yeah. So in the beginning, uh, of course, you are in Dubai. I am in the Netherlands. So our situation might be a little bit different. I I don't know how you express it, but here it was like kind of uh, soft lockdown in the beginning and it was a totally new situation and you just need to accept it that was the kind of mood and i also thought okay just accept it and now uh, in the end of september we are in in a place where uh, the second gulf uh, might be coming uh, the numbers are not looking good and then I realized a couple of days ago that the second time it's a little bit more difficult to accept because we persevered so many months without going anywhere or meeting friends, etc. with the idea it's, a, it's going to be over sometime. Cool. And it was over a little bit, but now it is coming back. So it is a little bit more difficult. But um, <laughs> so I, uh, yeah, okay, we are not giving advice but how i deal with it is um if you accept it okay this is what it is good or bad it is bad but it is what it is and there's always then for me at least at the moment that i accept it there's a space open up for me what are the new possibilities yeah that's how i get energy and again <laughs> we're not giving advices but we're giving suggestions so that's a great one uh, I'm sure some, some people will uh, take it as well, um, even though we don't give advice. Now, I have a hundred dollars for you, Coach Masako, that I'm just going to give it to you, and I'd like you to invest it in something. So, what would you use this hundred dollars to invest in? No. It can be sky's the limit or universe is the limit. I don't know. What would Coach Masako invest a hundred bucks in? Hmm. Yeah. 
That's not much money, is it? <laughs> no, it's not, but it's better than nothing. It's not, it's not enough <laughs> to save the world or save the... That's so what I, 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 I can't offer you more. So what would you invest $100? Uh, I just want to specify it's 100 US dollars. So, uh, oh, US, okay. <laughs> now... Um, Join us on the next episode for the rest of the discussion.